When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hello and welcome to this special classical edition of La Liga Lowdown. I'm your host, Jim Matier, and we've just seen Barcelona host Real Madrid at the Camp Nou. A match that ended without any goals, but it still threw up many talking points. Later in the show, we'll be getting player ratings for Barcelona from Roman de Arquer and for Real Madrid from Hassan Karim. But first, I'll be discussing the match in detail with Paco Pollitt. And Paco, we had to wait a long time for this classical. We had to wait an extra 55 days for it. It was nil-nil, the first nil-nil since 2002. Was it worth the wait? Well, I think that many fans will believe it wasn't, but uh, I actually do. You know, the, the the game was very interesting in my view because it delivered quite a few tactical switches and surprises and twists and turns. And I frankly expected some of uh, the teams to finally win it in the last few minutes because of such the way um, many other games have been uh, finished lately, for example, with that Leo Messi brilliant goal or Benzema doing some genius um, attacking uh, action at the end of the game. But uh, overall, I, I quite enjoyed it, even though I, I believe that especially the fans who attended the game and with those prices of the tickets skyrocketing, you know, because of the uh, huge hype surrounding the game, I think they will be very disappointed thinking about what happened uh, last Wednesday. Yeah, I think in the end the game was the game was kind of interesting to me because we've seen so many classicals in the past where one of the teams just absolutely dominates and it's not that interesting, whereas this at least was intriguing all the way. Real Madrid, though, were certainly the better side. They had more than twice, well, they had twice as many shots on target as Barcelona, 4-2. to two. But what did Real Madrid lack in the final third? How come they couldn't quite get that goal? Well, in the first place, I believe that they abused the use of long-range shots. For example, Fede Valverde tried a few ones, Gareth Bale also, uh, way off mark. And I don't really think that with Ter Stegen in front of them, that was going to be an easy chance to score. They should have tried to deepen their attacks and try to get more into the box. And on the other hand, I also think that Benzema played too far away from the goal. You know, he played too far away from the box because he came down um, in order to become that uh, chain or that link, that bonding between the attacking front and the midfield and Benzema has to play very close to the box if he wants to be effective and if he wants to be um, 
crucial in the last few meters. So I think those could be two of the main issues which Real Madrid should have changed if they would have wanted to win the game. You mentioned a couple of tactical points there, the long-range shooting and Benzema's position. What else surprised you about Zidane's tactics? Did anything catch your eye with the lineup that you used to start the game? Yeah, you know, it's. I, I think that placing uh, Casemiro, Valverde and Cross um, is, means sending a message straight away um, in the beginning of the game. You know, uh, Modric was on the bench and without him, you have less options to deliver that pass between lines and trying to get, you know, some sort of uh, advantage over the defense. But at the same time, having Casemiro and Valverde next to each other and also cross provides lots of workload, you know, lots and lots of running, lots of pressure. Um, the marking was on spot, absolutely. I think Casemiro was brilliant. I think Valverde was superb. Also, I actually liked Toni Kroos um, against Barca because I had been pretty disappointed with him lately. But at the end of the day, placing those three in the midfield, Gareth Bale as a starter, um, that was some sort of move by Zidane. Um, but at the same time, I think we missed uh, Rodrigo or Vinicius to deepen the attack on the wing. I think Real would have used quite a lot. One of them um, trying to uh, get on the nerves of Jordi Alba, for example, or on the other, or on the other side on Semedo, who always was attacking on that on that wing. And I think that Zidane possibly should have um, used at least one of them instead of Bale, who who wasn't really that great against Barca. Yeah, Bale was a little bit disappointed. He did have that offside goal, but apart from that, that was almost one of the few times where we saw Bale. Also, his uh, really long-range throw-ins, which I, I found quite interesting. Uh, one of the talking points, of course, or two of the talking points, or maybe three, have to be the decisions in the first half. Most of them involving Rafael Varane. Should he have had a penalty or maybe two in the first half? Well, I think that both those uh, single actions could have been easily a penalty if the referee had been more focused on the play. And I'm actually amazed that the VAR didn't rule a penalty after Lenglet's um, swish kick. It was like a karate kick uh, on uh, Varane's thigh. You actually could see hours later the picture that Varane posted on social media and it was absolutely a penalty, you know. In my, in my view, I think Madridistas are reasonable enough to, to be mad after what happened. But at the same time, um, it wasn't really a controversial game overall. There were only a few plays where the referee could be in... in in jeopardy, his opinion could be in jeopardy, but at the same time, both um, actions, Baran's uh, penalty by Lenglet, and also um, he was held inside the box from the shirt, held by Rakitic. Rakitic was uh, not very smart about that uh, play, but at the same time, he got away with it. So I think Barca fans had reasons to be quite happy with the refereeing. Yeah, certainly could have been given uh, on another day. That's the phrase we'll use there. So what about Barcelona's performance? Because we just said they could have given away two penalties. Ter Stegen had several shots he had to deal with in the first half. And there was that offside goal, which was just a few centimetres either way from actually counting. So Barcelona were quite lucky to escape with a draw. What went wrong for them? Well, except um, you mentioned him, Ter Stegen, who was 
superb once again. I think he's one of the most consistent players, not only for Barca, um, but I think all around Europe. He's always a 9 out of 10 or even a 10 out of 10 in every single game, and that's incredible. Um, except him and also Gerard Piquet, who delivered one of his best games of the whole season um, because he was clearing absolutely every single air ball that went into the box. He was uh, quick. He was smart in every move when trying to mark uh, players such as Menthema who are quite tough to, to stop in any single game. I think both players were very good, but the rest of the team was lacking. I think everything went wrong. Most most of it. I didn't like Semedo. I didn't like Jordi Alba, who had, by the way, an amazing an amazing play and and chance after a messy pass who had been uh, perfectly the one nil. Um, I didn't like the midfield. I think De Jong was absolutely missing on the spot. Um, Busquets' absence was sorely missed by the team, and uh, Griezmann was horrible. In my view, I'm sorry to say it, Messi was also disappeared. And uh, Suarez, every single long ball that was sent to him, he fought all of them. He ran around, he pressed, but it was impossible to deliver a consistent performance with uh, the defense of Real Madrid on top of him and also with the play style of the whole team. So overall, I wasn't very impressed with how Barca delivered in El Clasico. You mentioned a lot of Barcelona players there whose performances you didn't like and two who you did in Ter Stegen and Pique. But for man of the match overall, it had to be a Real Madrid player, right? Yeah, Real Madrid were the better team overall. And I have to mention, obviously, Fede Valverde. Mm. I was super impressed with the way this 21-year-old guy has, um, you know, come into this team one of the biggest team in the world, and uh, behave as if he was a veteran. He played against one of the strongest midfields in Europe, and I think he pocketed absolutely everyone. Rakitic, um, De Jong especially, he cleared ball, he um, was able to recover, I don't know the exact number, but it was incredible, the, the number of balls that he recovered. He pressed, he ran, um, and obviously... Once you have this sort of player on the pitch, you think if he's going to be lacking when passing or when moving the ball around, and he wasn't, you know. He was excellent in every single area of, of, the, of the play, so of the game. So overall, I think Fede Valverde, and in my view, I think many other fans might think the same, uh, was one of the biggest highlights of the game. Now, we've seen Barcelona and Real Madrid over the first... 17 weeks of the season now. Who do you think will win the league? Um, you know, I think I can't really give a confident reply to this. Uh, I don't really know. Overall, I have liked Real Madrid much more than Barca so far. They seem better equipped. They play much better. And they, especially, they seem to have a plan, which is obviously not giving the ball to Messi and wait to see what he, he comes up with. Um, but, you know, Barca, even playing badly... They have marched forward in very complicated grounds and against teams which were very close to beat them, but ultimately failed. Um, so I see Real Madrid slightly better at this point in the league. And I think little details will be crucial and that the fight for the championship possibly will take place till the last match day. And I think that's great news for fans uh, all around the world because in the last few seasons that was uh, the opposite of what happened you know Barca uh, had a cakewalk and they won like three four match days before the season ended so I think this is nice for a change 
Yeah, I think you're right. I think it's going to be close, and I agree with you, Paco. I think right now Real Madrid just have a little bit of the edge. Now, finally, there was a reason this match was postponed for two months. Uh, so let's talk a little bit about the political side of this game. It seemed to be quite peaceful during the 90 minutes. The balls were thrown onto the pitch, stopped it for a couple of minutes. But then after the game, there were a lot of disturbances outside, whereas there weren't really many disturbances when they protested before the game. What has the reaction been like to the political side of this very heavily politically charged classical? Well, obviously, security was uh, the top priority. And many people were worried about what could happen in such a big game, in such a night in uh, Barcelona. And actually, the night could be summed up with uh, a few key figures, um, which the emergency services and the police told the media, with 21 people injured, six people hospitalized, and two people arrested. So overall, um, it could have been much worse. And regarding the game, as you said, it was only stopped for a few minutes in the 55th minute because of those objects, plastic balls, balloons thrown into the pitch. But nothing serious, you know. And I think that the the, the police did a great job and the security w was pretty tight and that allowed the, the game and the event to develop uh, in, in a quite normal and regular way. Overall, the feeling is that security prevailed both before and during the game and that the incidents which happened after the game weren't that related to political activism, but, you know, people who take advantage of the context to just destroy urban environment with relative ease. So at the end of the day, I can I think that politicians and people in charge of security can brace themselves because uh, um, nothing really serious happened in Barcelona. Yeah, I think uh, we have to commend the job that uh, the police and the security officials did there to allow us to enjoy a good game of football, even though it was nil-nil. I really enjoyed this one. And I thank you very much, Paco, for coming on and talking about it. After this short break, we're going to be hearing from Roman and Haas. They're going to be giving us their player ratings for Barcelona and for Real Madrid. Join us for that after this short break. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is PlushCare. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weightloss. That's plushcare.com slash weightloss. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great 
great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Hello and welcome back to this classical special coming to you just after Barcelona and Real Madrid played out a goalless draw at the Camp Nou. Let's bring in Roman to our care now as Roman is going to share his Barcelona player ratings with us. Roman, take it away. Ter Stegen, 8 out of 10. Probably one of Barca's best players in this game, especially in the first 45 minutes where Madrid dominated the game but he made really important saves avoiding them from going ahead in the score. But in general, also in the second half, he was always there when the team required him to be. And with the ball on his feet, he was very calm and composed when Madrid applied high pressure. Nelson Semedo. I give him a 6. It took him a while to get into the game. He was lacking that flow he required, especially in attack. But little by little, he started to release himself and he was um, proving to be quite um, lethal in those uh, last few meters, combining with Messi, combining with Suarez, and created a couple of good chances down that right wing. But he was also tied back a lot because he had to defend those uh, Madrid attackers. So it wasn't his best game, and in the end, Valverde substituted him in the second half. Clément Langlais, a 7 out of 10 for me. It has to be said that in the first half, I didn't like him too much. He seemed a bit wobbly in defense, a bit lost, we could say. A bit um, too aggressive in some of his defending, uh, way past the line. But in the second half, he improved a lot. He was way more calm and composed. And he was really solid together with Piquet, stopping Madrid from scoring what seemed a likely goal. So also a very decent game, especially in the second half from Lenglet. Gerard Piquet, he gets a 7 out of 10. In my opinion, he was one of the better players for Barcelona in this game, basically because Barca had to defend more than anything else against Madrid's constant attacks. And he was crucial in saving a goal right under the goal line from a Madrid corner kick with his head. He was very aware and he was at the right place at the right time. Credit to him. And basically, he was one of the reasons why Madrid didn't end up scoring despite getting lots of chances on goal. Jordi Alba. I give him a 5 out of 10. It's true that in the first half he had a great scoring opportunity. He also sent him some really good crosses which could have been Barca's first goal. But then in the second half he completely or at least faded away quite a lot from the game. He was uh, way less relevant in attack. Barca needed him more from him, especially in the last meters. And I didn't think we saw the best version of Jordi Alba who's still struggling from his recent injury. Rakitic, he gets a 6 out of 10. He had a very difficult task filling in Busquets' shoes, um, especially against the Madrid who was very offensive, so a lot was required from Rakitic in defense, and he did struggle in that first half. But in the second half, I think he was better, he was cooler with the ball on his feet, and he made the right decisions when having to pass the ball from the back uh, towards uh, the midfield. Frenkie de Jong, he gets a 5 out of 10. I know it was his first Clásico, it is an easy game to play in, but I expected so much more from him in this match. I thought it would be that connection between the midfield and attackers such as Griezmann, Luis Suarez and Messi, but I think he failed in that uh, task 
and he really wasn't comfortable in that midfield with a great job from Fede Valverde and Casemiro who were both capable of cancelling most of his offensive presence. Sergi Roberto, he also gets a 5 out of 10 in this game. Um, he lacked the creativity Barca needed in that midfield and he was struggling to connect with Frankie de Jong and with um, Rakitic. And also you could just tell Barca's midfield was split apart, especially in the first half, where there was no control during the game. In the second half, as a right back, he didn't improve too much and didn't really have a big impact as you expect from a passionate player such as Sergio Roberto. Luis Suarez gets a 4 out of 10. He was very clumsy in this game, very slow, his legs seemed so heavy and he, he made a mess of lots of good opportunities and chances he had. So not a decent performance, far from what we've seen him do in El Clásicos where he's scored many important goals. Messi, 6 out of 10. I get a similar feeling to Suarez, he was a bit slower than in other games. Um, also, Barca needed him a lot more. He did give some key assists, which could have ended in goal. He created some opportunities, as he always does, but he was far from the Messi we've been um, enjoying this season. Griezmann, he gets a 4 out of 10. It's true that in defense, he does a lot. He works hard for the team. He presses. He's very constant, but there was nothing, no side of him in attack, especially in the first half. We didn't see him basically generating any danger and in the second half didn't change much to be honest. It felt like the Ansu Fati change should have come much earlier and for a guy you've paid so much money and who's supposed to be one of the best in the world, you just expect more in such an important game as El Clásico. Arturo Vidal gets a 6 out of 10. He came onto the field with his usual um, intensity, that energy he always brings onto the match. But unfortunately, that energy didn't spread on to the other players. It just stayed in him. And he was up and down. He was running. He was pressing, defending, doing whatever he can to help the team. But unfortunately, it didn't make a change. It didn't have a global effect on the whole Barca squad, which was still quite dull uh, in the game in the second half after he came in. Ansu Fati, he gets a 6 out of 10, although he didn't have too much time to prove himself. But the few minutes he was there, I thought he was very electric. He was looking for that one-on-one -on -one against the defenders and he created a few interesting opportunities. But unfortunately, uh, he was subbed in quite late, so it was hard for him to have an impact in this match. Thank you, Roman. Now to get the player ratings from a Real Madrid perspective, here's Hassan Karim. Starting in goal, we had Thibaut Courtois. He had a pretty uneventful night, generally speaking, for his two shots on target, which he handled pretty well. Um, he was very quick on his feet, very clean with his saves, um, and he was also pretty good with distributing the ball long. Uh, had a little bit of a struggle with when he came out to clear a ball, which didn't quite go to plan. But by and large, pretty solid night for the Belgian, I'd say probably a good 7 out of 10. Moving to right back, we had Danny Carvajal. He was tasked with man-marking Antoine Griezmann and working the, the right flank alongside Gareth Bale. So Danny was essentially shadowing Griezmann along the pitch with Gareth Bale working on Jordi Alba. He worked pretty tirelessly through the night, um, didn't make many mistakes and even made two key passes. So I'd say give him a solid 8 out of 10. Rafael Varane played an absolute monstrous game for Real Madrid. He produced probably one of his best performances of the season, in honesty, um, marking out the infamous Luis Suarez. But he pretty much nullified Suarez's 
attacks and didn't seem to let him get through very often uh, and was very quick to sweep up all counter-attacks at the back with his electric pace so he gets a solid 9 out of 10. Sergio Ramos, his partner, was also very very good in this game. Uh, made an incredibly good goal line clearance which saved Real from going behind and made some very good goal uh, preventing slight tackles. Uh, especially the one on Luis Suarez within the 18 yard box which was again absolutely monumental to stopping Barcelona going 1-0 up. So I'd say he gets a solid 8.5. Ferland Mendy um, seems to struggle a little bit in this game early early doors and um, as it continued to go on it seemed he followed the instructions of his teammates and did a better job of um, of getting through the game really. Um, he did quite well on the attack though, completed four dribbles but his final ball was lacking so I'd say maybe a 7.5 out of 10 for the Frenchman. Casemiro probably the best defensive midfielder in the world right now quite easily. Once again showed exactly why Real Madrid need him to start every game. Completed a, ga a game high of five tackles, including that crucial heel tackle on Li uh, Lionel Messi in the final 15 minutes. Um, he's completed 10 ball recoveries. He was good at actually disputing the ball, um, looking to play in long balls behind to Gareth Bale, which weren't all, all, always accurate, but the intent was good. So he had uh, the solid nine out of 10. Tony Kroos, uh, again the metronome of the team, completed the most key passes with three, uh, with 76 in total and that came in an incredible 95% accuracy. He was very good in his press resistance, wasn't often caught out on the ball other than once with Lionel Messi, um, another solid showing from the German that would give him a solid 8 out of 10. Fede Valverde once again showed just why everybody is lauding that massive potential that he does have. Uh, he broke lines with his ball carrying ability, very composed on the ball, um, very good with his long shots, especially those two first first time shots from outside the box, which nearly found the back of the net on a couple of occasions. So I'd say he gets a solid 8 out of 10. Uh, coming in, Isco also uh, under some pressure like Gareth Bale uh, with his performance. Was he going to stand up and give us that big game performance that we knew that he had in him? And by and large, he did. Uh, breaking through Barca's first lines of pressure, he completed the most dribbles in the team with three, delivered two key passes and was very good at ghosting those half spaces and pulling off vertical passes into the vinyl third. All in all, a very solid performance from the Spaniard. I give him a solid 8 out of 10. On to the right wing with Gareth Bale. Uh, Bale had quite a tough task in man-marking Jordi Alba, but also becoming a, a defense, uh, an offensive outlet uh, on the counter, so it was easy and quick to find him on uh, on the on the counters and also exploit that space behind Jordi Alba. He had some nice touches, um, also played in some pretty good crosses in the first half. Uh, he also completed two interceptions to complete the most aerial duels of anyone in the team, so all in all, an all-action night for the uh, for the Welshman. Maybe a 7.5 out of 10. Uh, Karim Benzema, why he may not have got into the spaces that he wanted to in the box, he's, he did an absolutely wonderful job holding the ball up. Anticipating all the pressure, uh, keeping the ball while recycling possession. Uh, his technique is just unbelievable, and his ball control is just—it's—it's it's a marvel to watch. Um, I'd say a solid seven and a half for the Frenchman in this game. Substitutions: Zidane only actually used two, which did surprise me to a degree. Uh, Rodrigo came in for the final 
10 or 11 minutes. I didn't have many touches and didn't get that much time to make much of an impact, but he looked pretty confident on the ball when he did get the touches that, um, that came to him. And didn't look awfully out of place, so it wasn't too bad, so maybe a good 6 out of 10. Uh, Luka Modric, like Rodrigo, came in for that final 10 minutes and kept things ticking. Made 18 passes at a 19.5% completion rate, which was also very impressive. Uh, I'd say that was a good solid 6.5 out of 10 from the Croatian. Thank you, Hassan. That's it for our classical review show then. I've been your host, Jim McTeer, and it's been a pleasure to be joined by Paco Pollitt, Roman de Arquer, and Hassan Karim. Be sure to interact on Twitter with us at La Liga Lowdown, letting us know whether you agree or not with the player ratings. We look forward to the discussion and thank you for listening. <laughs>